0: Today's show is sponsored by Black Star Line Cigars, where cigars are a daily operation. Shop custom blend cigars, infused cigars, and other products at www.blackstarline.shop. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Over Everything podcast where we cover, you guessed it, everything whether it's pop culture religion politics relationships fashion and beauty entertainment black culture or me just chopping it up with my girls we are here to talk about it all tune in every wednesday for a new episode available on all your favorite streaming platforms and enjoy the show all right what up everybody welcome to another episode of faith over everything podcast and today Or tonight, or whenever you're listening to it. Uh, For your listening pleasure, I have my boy on with me today. I am going to allow him to introduce himself, but I have known him. I met him. First of all, let me just say how we met, okay? I met him um, on the campus of the Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, a long time ago. And when I met him, bro was hustling like he was selling products he was hustling like every time i saw him he was selling something he was on some type of business move he was marketing something okay (laughs) so with that said i'm gonna allow him to introduce himself so tell everybody your name and where you from and all that good stuff
1: all right we done grown up so first off miss faith i want to thank you for allowing me to uh bless your show with some game and wisdom tonight, but my government name is Charles Jones. Thank you very much. Hello. <laughs> and uh, everybody in school, I mean, I got a lot of nicknames. People know me as Snoop, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Hustle. Now that I've been getting on the blockchain and crypto movement, um, I'm branding myself as Crypto Charlie. So okay. whatever name you want to call me,
0: feel comfortable. And there it is okay okay so I um and we freestyling today y'all so we just we're having a friendly conversation but Charles wanted to really get on the show because I posted something on Instagram on social media some weeks ago or a month ago whenever it was and I was like hey you know I'm trying I'm looking for people who want to be guests on the show talk about relationships men and commitment and Snoop was like out. I'll chat like I'm willing to share so with that being said like what made you say when you saw that post hey man I got something to say
1: um first off just I kind of took social media for granted so let's just start there the fact that everybody has followers and people put so much I'm trying to clean my mouth up but people put so much BS out there and, and people follow it. So it's like, everybody wants to give relationship advice or money advice. And it's like, you gotta look at that individual. So when you say something about relationships, it's like, well, damn, I've been knowing you since school. I've been with the same girl. I mean, we divorced now, separated, divorced. We best friends still. And you know, i've been there from the bottom to the top back to the bottom you know had to reinvigorate invigorate myself so i feel like i can give somebody not just somebody i can give some out there um some wisdom because it's gonna happen to everybody i'm not saying everybody's gonna go through what i went through but we all got life that is in front of us mm-hmm. and you know that post just kind of hit me. I was like, damn. I think the main problem with a lot of people is they don't understand themselves, number one, and then they just don't understand people, you know, like these couples get together and I'll take my situation, you know, because, I mean, she don't mind. It's just, you know, from her background, not really having a father figure and what they went through. You know, as you go through a relationship, and sometimes you know the women's reactions or the male's reactions can be a a it's almost a counter reaction of something that took place previous before you.
0: Yes, in your childhood, um, that's what you mean,
1: right? Mm-hmm. Or not even child; it could just be before you, just a detrimental situation that they haven't fully healed. Um, they might have a different perception on things than you do. So then it's the clash of the titans because you don't understand each other. And then a wedge gets built even deeper. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, whoa, after reading and growing, it's like, man, if we all would just take um, the emotional cape off of us. I ain't just talking about women. I'm talking about men, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. men always say women are the emotional creatures, but men just the same. So, I'm saying when you in like a relationship and you have a a disagreement or an agreement, if you could just put your emotions on the shelf for a minute and deal with the logic, like what is really at place that's either you agree or disagree on and remove the emotional side. Oh, my God, like so much more could be accomplished versus us fighting with emotions. Like I said, past situations, you could come in from work. You got all this drama from work that you bring. There's a lot of different clutter. So Mm -hmm. me going through what I went through, I've learned to kind of you got to take a step back and embrace um, each other's individuality, you know, and respect. The whole uniqueness of that person. Cause it's, it's like, well, what the hell did you get with them for in the first place? Hmm. You know, it's like when you start going through the relationship. So one, I was kind of telling you about men have a problem with, um, women gaining weight. Well, let's just keep it real. We all, I mean, it's women pick up a few pounds and you know, y'all see our reaction. Mm-hmm. Attitude might be a little funky in the house, or you know, we might not wrap around you the same in bed. Mm-hmm. And here we are being selfish. I I didn't think that way in the past, but it's like, damn, I didn't came in from you know, smoking and drinking. My breath smell like black and miles. You know, I I didn't came in from the gym and wrapped right around her and got in the bed, and she mm-hmm. rolls up and kisses me like. I smell like Irish spring, but she ain't whistling that. You know, and it's like, <laughs> damn, you start taking a look back. Like, she took me for everything. And here I am tripping over some pounds. And so I just realized, hey, first and foremost, as a man, you got to be the king. And when you look at like, this me reading. Okay. After you know you go through some things and you you go back, you know how we always talk about we kings and queens, blah blah blah. And it's like, well, man, if you're gonna speak that, is you gotta uphold it, and first understand what were the characteristics of a king, mm. not a queen. A king is the foundation of not just life but family. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking of a king and his family and a castle. Man, that dude protected his throne with everything he had. The the, the wife didn't have the queen and had no chance to roam. Like, right. he was taken care of in the home. The kids were taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, he had hunters and gatherers. So you start thinking about, okay, in modern day time, everybody say they want an independent woman. Then the mm-hmm. woman go get... Super independent, and then you'd be like, "Hold on, where's that rubber band hat on your? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Sat back, but no, you, you've, you've kind of gotten away from the old, all these relationships that all of a sudden you know. I'm, I'm bumping into people that have been married for 40, 50, 60 years, and they telling me all the things that they went through. Absolutely. And the one thing they come back and tell me is this communication, mm-hmm. getting to understand one another yeah. and telling me that you got to go through some stuff to really get to understand somebody. Because think about this, we go out here, say you're single, and you're going to the club or I don't care where you go. If you say you're going to church to catch your girl or the grocery store, wherever it is, you're putting on your best fake-ass persona. Let's just keep yeah. it real. Yeah. you putting the, the, the best lines, like all the lame games for a chick brain, you're going to give it out the first couple of sessions. And that really ain't getting to know nobody. Yeah. You're just trying to get close to that body You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying But you're not getting to know that body So I guess As I got some gray hair in my head It's like damn You know you sit back The more you know and understand one another The less havoc The less grief um, And as a man Realizing You ultimately can't control The whole household And, and what no, I let, let, hold, on,
0: hold on hold on hold on what do you mean by ultimately control the whole household?
1: And that's why I was going to stop cuz I said number 1 this this a woman's podcast and number <laughs> 2 she probably got a thousand women probably about to chin check me through the microphone but I mean I'm just I was listening. I just, just okay, go what, ahead. What I mean is this when you are a king your queen, your woman, significant or the He don't just adopt your good habits through being with somebody. You adopt everything. So if y'all become one, yo, let's say I'm going to take a man because I'm speaking. If it's the man and he's giving signs of lustfulness or, Mm -hmm. you know, like, why are you not coming home like you used to? Or just something that seems irregular. Mm -hmm. Okay, guess what? the first person in the household that's gonna adopt that is the wife is is the one that's your other half Mm -hmm. so when i say you can ultimately control that if you want to prevent the lustfulness or wondering about your wife or the mistrust issues, you gotta look at yourself first
0: okay that's fair
1: And so I feel like if you leading as a real king and your wife is following you and you're not really providing no bad um, energy Mm -hmm. that could create a bad habit down the road, that's what I mean. You ultimately can control the household. I don't want to control the woman. Right. You know, everybody has to be in their own unit within the unity. Mm -hmm. But uh, as an example, In my household, I could come in and for real, if I had a, you know, like you said in the beginning, I got, I wear 14 different hats. I got a lot going on, but that's what it takes to be a high level achiever. And some days, you know, my stress level is something that, you know, the average person can't really deal with. And if I don't learn to control that before I go in the house and I bring that junk in there, man, my wife or my she could, she could sense it instantly. Well, guess what? She ain't greet me with like a, hey, dear, it's, oh, boy, or this or that. Well, guess what? Now I'm countering with that. Like, damn, you can't greet me. I done had a messed up day out here yeah, and I'm looking yeah. for it. See, I could have controlled that. That's about to be a, a bombshell that night. I could have yeah. controlled that by the way I came in.
0: Okay, so let me stop, let me stop you there. So I think what you really want to say is the king creates the climate in the home
1: hashtag bang bang
0: okay all right that i i I can agree with that i can agree with that now i also want to take a step back right tell us a little bit more give us a little bit uh, uh, more context around like when you got married um she went to tsu too right yeah Okay, and then she
1: was in Wilson and Epps and wherever else y'all right. stayed.
0: Right, yes, that, I, I stayed there too. Wilson and Epps. Okay, so, um, how old were you when you got married? And then, retrospect, do you think you were really ready for that kind of commitment? <laughs>
1: Well, you think this Steve Harvey that book that boy opened up everything in his book. That's what you're trying to pull it all out of me. Okay, let's back I mean, up. Since trying. you told since you told him, you know, in school, yes, I was hustling, I was in the streets, and I had the, my first uphill battle with her was her family. Mm-hmm. You know, we were 19, 20 years old. It, you know, I got her sister hating, don't want her to come see me i'm trying to get her to come see me late but that's because me and my best friend my ace we were handling business it wasn't about bringing a chick over late it was more of a respect thing so mm-hmm. her mama came down and that's kind of what hit it off me and her have been best friends since the first day she came to visit her in school and she realized she kind of vouched for me and the family was like hey Snow no pain the gangster, you know, the thug. Y'all think he is? Blah blah blah. He's got a great personality. I think he's great for my daughter. Whoa mm-hmm. And next thing you know, we was we was real cool in the beginning. So I'm not gonna say it was rushed, but it's speeding up. Me saying that maybe I wasn't ready to get married, I will say yes and no because. Okay. The rush part was, again, Eric. I was hustling. Um, I came home from school. I think it was my sophomore year. Yep. And so this, you're gonna be able to kind of resonate with this. So I, I came home. Um, I caught a case, and I wasn't going back to school. Mm-hmm. But when I caught the case. <laughs> My mama was gone. I wrote her a letter. I was like, hey, I got enough money to pay my way to get back in school. I'm out. And I was like, shit, I'm never coming back to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Speed up. We pledging. Um. My mama get a knock at the door. And the, at the same time, Maya got pregnant. Okay. So this was Omega Week. During that spring break, she's pregnant, and, you know, I hey, look, I got around, and she knew it, so it was just, what hit me with her is she was going to go to the infirmary. You know y'all little spot. I think it was in (laughs) hell.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, she threatened me. She was like, and you know, we didn't have no cell phones back then. So she beat me from hell and was like, I'm answering the pager. We had the Omega Picnic. She's like, <laughs> I'm about to get rid of this baby because you play too much. And this is my son. So Charlie ain't supposed to be here. Right. And, hey, I straightened up quick. I was like, look, I'm coming to get you. We had a long talk. From then, we just... I stopped being Snoop in the street because I was like, hey, I got a little partner on the way. Right. Meanwhile, I come back home. I go to jail trying to pick her up from the airport. This was her first time coming to visit uh, my mama. My mama's out of town. Me and my homeboy, I just bought a Lexus. You remember that white Lexus from uh, Excel? Mm -hmm. I'm floating out there and I'm thinking the police pulled me over They're like, are you Charles Edward Jones Jr.? I'm like, yeah, they pulled me out the car. I'm like, wait a minute, me and my daddy got the same name. I ain't been here for three years. This is a mistake. You know, they read me what they charged me with and I'm just like, wow. So the whole time I'm in Tennessee not knowing this. Anyway, I'm in jail. My homeboy didn't have to take my car. He didn't know what Maya looked like. I just said she pregnant and looked like me alone. Just find her, mm-hmm. take her back to my mama house. She stayed there for a week, met my sister. And, wow. you know, I'm fighting a case wow. and I'm going broke because I'm like, I'm not about to go to jail and get out unless some other sucker be mm-hmm. raising my kids. So that's when it was like, hey, it's this serious. You know, let me... Quit playing and she hung around, you know, and her mama was real spiritual. You know, they didn't want us living together before we got married. So it was kind of like, yeah, I'm over up here after Charlie's born. You don't want to sleep. I'm like, man, we didn't have a baby. And now you don't want to sleep with me every night till we get married. You know, just (laughs) some going backwards type of stuff. But it really made me respect her even more like. Damn, I want to marry this girl. So okay, yeah. Up, uh, I'm saying the yes part is we went to counseling with the pastor. He, you know, they love us to this day. They was like, man, y'all don't even need marriage counseling after that. I think the second session, he was like, nah, y'all good. So you know, yeah. 21 years later, we well, 24 years later total, but we've been we was married for 20. So I mean, we. We had a long run, and I mean, we did a whole lot right. But, you know, you hurt each other over that time. I mean, when you with somebody that ain't nobody perfect, you know, and that's why I wanted to come on here. Because I I get tired of hearing everybody trying to get in somebody else's business and be pointing the finger like, you should have done this, you should have done that. First and foremost, you don't really know what the heck is going on in somebody else's situation. So this is kind of going back to why you, why did I want to come out and speak? Because I don't think there's enough real Mm -hmm. people swallowing their ego and saying, look, you can learn from my pain. Like, that's the thing, I'm not, because it's not a loss to me, it was a lesson. And it was a blessing. Mm -hmm. And got rid of my stress. You know, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a bad way, like because I'm not with that person. I'm saying when you go through pain and you actually learn to grow, your blood veins open up. You can breathe a little better. So it's like, damn, your stress level go down. Life's so simple. We just complicate it for real. And we let too much ego, pride and 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 different negative energies getting our way and then cloud our judgment and that's the hard part is you getting with a whole nother individual that's doing the same thing as you and if they're not a replica of you you have no idea what their chemical makeup is you that's know they not- believe they perception so that's all as a man i feel like you got to learn to lead that. And if you can change yourself and control your own emotions first, then like you can begin. I'm not saying change the woman, but I, as an example, I learned with Maya. She used to hate all them, the books, the seminar. You know me. I've yeah. been bred to learn to get ahead. And she used to hate it. Like, here you go to another damn seminar. Here you go to another damn business opportunity. But look at her now. She's the coldest beautician in the city, That's awesome. I'll say on the planet. She got two thriving salons, you know, so I watched her go from a, from a house salon to having her own salon with 12 stylists to where she's budgeting her own stuff. She's looking at Excel spreads. She, all the crap that I was trying to shove down her then. Yeah. And the way that I was doing it wasn't working. But mm-hmm. after we started to understand each other, then she took it in and it's like, wow so that's all it's like get to understand each other more and I think a whole lot more can be accomplished and you can have some more longevity and elasticity in relationships
0: yeah no that's that's good feedback hey guys I'm Shari and I'm Sharice and we are the optimistic divorcees two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life but real about love Catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every Monday where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Opt Divorce. That's T-H-E-O-P-T-D-I-V-O-R-C-E-E-S. Bye! I know you said, so you guys were together overall for 24 years, you were best and you are current, not were, but you are best friends. When did you get to the point where you were like, okay, we're friends, but this marriage thing may not be working out?
1: Well, first off, I'm keep it real. Most of the time when it comes to it, it might not be working out, it ain't no friendly hey we're friends let's part our ways no it's a bunch of you mf -er or you hurt or there's a lot of pain and you gotta go through all of that and when you go through all of that and you realize on the other end it's like dang man like this girl know all of my secrets Hmm. i'm not willing to um and she laughs, like we laugh now, but you know the Build-A-Bear store in the mall? Yes. Okay, don't take it the wrong way, but I just said, I'm, I'm too old to, to build another, you I know did. what? And she's laughing like, no, see, that was a lifelong investment. Like that was my greatest investment is because when you pour in that type of energy and time into it, and then you see the return, that's like one of the greatest feelings on the planet. But it could have been better by more understanding. So it's like through the ups and the downs, I still look at her and she still look at me as, and it ain't because we got kids. We done said it like, damn, even if we didn't have kids and made it this far and still divorced, after our hump of getting over like each other's anger of why we didn't want to be with each other anymore, you still come back full circle to like, it was more good than it was bad. Yeah. And I mean, we had a point of, um, I can't say that we ain't gonna get back together because, nope. you know, sometimes you be thinking like, me, again, you know I'm a thinker and I'm just like, look, these new age chicks, I mean, just the principles, like where I've been, the the everything I got going on in my life, Mm-hmm. I can't even really afford to trust like three and four chicks like you know back in the school days where I want to play the like me being single now ain't the same as before I met her Absolutely. I'm in a different life, so now it's like you know I don't even want to get to know somebody for real that's just yeah. me because of everything that I got going on it's like dang I'm gonna have to involve her and speed her up so all the things that I got and I'm like, man, I I'm cool on that. I'm cool in the gang on that. And you know, she's kind of been at that point too. So um for us, it's a different situation. Now if we was only together for four or five years, that's different. You know, we done been through a lot. I don't mean bad. We just we done live like more than half I'm forty three years old. I've been with this girl more than half my life. So
0: Yeah, it's a lot
1: for me, it's been a whole growth, you know, of us going through a lot. Health, weight, kids, you know, lack of communication, not enough communicate. You know, just two bulls, two bigs, two entrepreneurs being bulls and going at the same time. Thing, It's a lot I could help people out with. So I was like, hey, this is going to be the first doggone time we speak. Because some dude I know... I done hit his inside. He's smoking and he or having his favorite drink and he's like, Man, this dude sound like me. And that's all I'm trying to do is create an atmosphere where more people can come out and be like, man, I'm in the same boat. Like, God help me get through this situation. Cause guess what? If I can get through it and a thousand other brothers can get through it, mm-hmm. number one, a lot of us probably wouldn't even be uh jumping the fence. Yeah. Like we didn't jump the broom and now we didn't jump back over the fence like to go back out into reality. So it's just like, man, just think a little deeper, understand your significant other a little better and you'll have a whole lot better chance at, at having what it is you got involved to. You know, did nobody get with somebody and say, I want to be married with them and then be like, I only want to do this for three or four years. Right, right. And I want out. You yeah. say till death do us part. Like if you really mean that, then it's like, both have to not take each other's time for granted and learn to build upon each other so again, i don't want to beat the men up because women gotta you know deliver they have in a relationship too but i again this goes back to a man really being a man like the foundation of what he's trying to establish and when you go get your queen if you really running your ship right Man, your household will go great. You know, I ain't saying you're not going to hit no potholes, but man, when you really in tune and in sync with one another, those potholes become, you know, little pebbles in the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember a conversation we were having the other day, and you were talking about um, a couple that you knew that they had been together for a while. The woman was getting fed up because they aren't married yet. And you were you, oh,
1: yeah, my Memphis, my Memphis on board.
0: But my thing about um, that, so I, so wait, so I thought about what you said, right? And I'm hearing you, um, um, like, hey, you know, don't minimize what you guys have just for uh, you know, cause you're not getting married and et cetera. Which I agree I agree with you, but I also wonder too, and I know a lot of women wonder well, if we are together, if we can share a life together then what's the big deal in making that additional step?
1: The the marriage. The
0: marriage part, yeah. Like if, okay, okay, you love me, you adore me, that's great, that's wonderful, then why can't we get married?
1: Well, that's gonna be hard to get out of me because I don't disagree with it. I don't, I'm not disagreeing okay. with. Okay. But in that particular situation, mm-hmm. she was, you know, let me recollect, They've been together for like, I think,
0: I think you said 15, 12, 14 years, 15, 12 15. or 13
1: years. Okay. And I was just making a joke like Dude, double. I'm married. So just playing. So me, you know, he came out to me was like, man, you've been married. My gal pressuring me all of a sudden I'm about this marriage thing. And I said, well, you have been together that long and it's one out of the field. It's probably for, like, social acceptance. She might have been in a beauty salon. It could be her family members on her heels. It could be co-workers. It could be some show she didn't start watching. You just... You
0: never know. So, I, I said... Mean, let me... Can I, can I explain something about women, though? Go ahead. Like, and... I agree with you, especially I've changed so much myself just over the years. I've, I really have. Hello. Hello. I have. But <laughs> so I do agree with what you're saying. But you, you do have to understand that as as a woman, as a young girl, you're always being groomed, so, uh, sort of say. Right. Right. Told, hey, you know, if a man loves you, he's going to marry you or the ultimate goal is marriage and if they don't want to marry you then they don't love you like so women are being told things like that so
1: we have to break that mold because here's where i'm coming from i'm not disagreeing that a woman shouldn't be brought up or as a girl and to be grown to learn and respect Mm -hmm. all that be ready for marriage Mm -hmm. but marriage is deeper than that because if it's not why are more marriages failing than than are working
0: absolutely
1: so when i say it gets deeper of if you with somebody i think marriage should be the ultimate goal but if there's something and I talked to my homeboy on it. He actually called me back and said, man, I'd have been thinking about it. He said, I'm going to marry this girl. But it was more of a, because she backed down from the pressure. And I ain't saying it was it was our talk. I don't know what they talked about afterwards, but I made the girl get on the phone, joked with her, and when I, when I asked her questions, I said, y'all been sleeping together for the past 13, 14 years. He ain't never stepped out on you. I see you go out of town with him. You supporting his business. Y'all go to church together. Y'all go over to your mama's house to eat dinner. I said, let's pretend tomorrow he puts the ring on your finger. Y'all jump the broom. You have a big wedding like you want. What does that do for you on the inside? And she paused and I'm like, be real, outside of everything that we just discussed, what other feeling of gratitude are you going to get from it? Is it just looking down at the ring on your finger and knowing that you had a wedding? Is it now that you are going to feel like more of the in crowd with whoever you around? Because that's the perception, it's social acceptance. Like, it's deeper than having the marriage and the, and the wedding is, is to me, is surface. From truly having a partner that you truly feel like you're going to be with forever.
0: Absolutely. Then
1: when y'all both come to that agreement, then marriage, I believe more marriages will work if people could come in unison on that belief. Because I do think a lot of people are forced into marriage. Whether it be like my situation, Um, you know, I ain't going to lie as a man, me going to jail possibly and all that, and I'm kind of like, look, I need to, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, go through the steps. Somebody else could be, they parents are forcing,
0: yeah, oh yeah, the,
1: the issue, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so a, a woman could be feeling like you said, she been groomed this whole time, and again you know like y'all been living together y'all been doing this and that I know that plays on the on the woman's psyche a whole lot more he than does. the emotional factor to a male does. so I'm saying even as a man mm-hmm. if we understood y'all even more I think some of us wouldn't even go down that road as quickly and yep. again this go back to me when I say I'm not being cocky no more I truthfully believe I can control the atmosphere. Again, like you said, the climate. Yes. If I don't put out like I'm trying to get you to put out. Yeah. In the beginning, as an example, mm-hmm. then you won't have those feelings of if you do put out now, it's some entitlement, you know, I'm talking about from a woman's perspective. This is a problem, you know. Right. People have sex quick, premature. They don't really know each other. Mm-hmm. The man ain't emotionally attached as, as as much as a woman. Like we can, like the song say, we can hit and get up. Yeah, Y'all can, hey, you're my boyfriend now because yeah. I gave you my precious jewel. And right. it's like, if more of us wouldn't be suckers at a young age and realize that, I think even, you know, a, a man could control below his belly button. Mm-hmm. Man, it wouldn't be as many kids running around here Absolutely. that ain't got no daddies for real because all that happens is this cycle continues to perpetuate at a young age. And like, right. we that's where I go back to saying we got to break that mold. And I believe it starts with men raising boys to men because okay. y'all gonna. Look, we can't stop the little girls um dancing, the way they dress. Cause in reality, as much as we might say, oh, that's provocative, this and that, if you go back to like African culture and they, they, they didn't have hardly nothing on. They've been gyrating doing everything. That's true. And now we look at it as wrong, but yeah. it's the way that our perception has taken it there. It's like again, if men knew how to look at women in a different facet y'all wouldn't be young and I ain't saying all of y'all I'm just saying women yarn for attention let's be a lot of women do w- for sure yes no I'm just saying women not you it ain't it might no, not, it not you even be, be women happy. in I'm general women in general yeah, yeah they yearn for attention so they might dress a little less because they have a lower self-esteem level. Their confidence level ain't up. So that makes them feel better. And then what do we do? Get the Google eyes and start shooting lame game and you fill the girl head up. Again, that's how the cycle perpetuates. Mm -hmm. So let's start back with us.
0: Yeah. How do you, because I know you have a son and you have a daughter, how old is your daughter?
1: 13 going on (laughs) 33,000. No, she'll be 14 um, on the 17th of next month. So how she's do almost parent, 14
0: years old. I'm, I'm shifting gears a little bit because of what you just mentioned about how you feel women in general, uh, you know, like to get attention. And then the, wen- the the men, how they, you know, try to get, hey, you see some girls. How do you parent your son from your daughter? Do you change the game? Do you tell them anything different? How do you do that?
1: No, not really. Um, because again, this go this is over, bro. Man, I feel like if everybody was just a genuine human being that just Live by good, whether you want to call them godly, universal principles, mm-hmm. you know, it don't matter if you're a man or a woman, because if you have those good principles instilled with you. Number one, if you're a girl, my daughter's not going to fall for some sucker because right. she know I'm not going for that. And the way that I'm raising her, she don't like the loose clothes. She don't like all that fast, bougie music. And it's not because I took her away from it. I'm on some progression with her. Mm-hmm. She sees the businesses and the stock trading and stuff. And she's into that. She's like, daddy, teach me that. So again, it comes back to me controlling the atmosphere, Right. Do listen to little songs that I don't like? Yeah, but I'm like, hell, I grew up doing the same thing, so it's like I gotta let a kid be a kid. Right. But I'm I'm still giving her a sense of direction that what's out there in the world is a turn off to her. And she, you know, I have to explain to her now that she's not weird. This is what I call out of the box. And, you know, successful people always live out the box. So I already got her programmed and thinking that at a young age. So she don't have to feel now she go to school and wear baggy clothes. And she ain't wearing the tight little TikTok pants. And everybody at the lunch table is like, you're weird. Mm. She she can embrace it now. I love being weird. And I'm going to make it out here instead of feeling depressed and not socially accepted. So I did the same thing with my son. Now, it was a little different. I ain't going to lie in the beginning because um with the girls, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm a man. And half of me, the first time he got caught up with my wife, you know, I'm on the golf course. I'm gambling. For those of y'all that don't know, you don't bother nobody on the golf course. And <laughs> she hit me with, you know, my son's 14, 15. I think he was sending a bunch of uh, flicks of his, you know. Mm-hmm. His little thing thing, and he's texting 15 girls, talking about, hey, good morning. Have a great day at lunch. So me as a daddy, she's blowing me up on the golf course. Like, you need to come whoop his, you know what? And I'm sick <laughs> of this. And I'm thinking, man, be excited. This little dude ain't gay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Look, yeah. and this, in today's time, I'm, I'm a proud papa. Hey, you got my good old, little Snoop. I'm, I'm I'm about to raise you, buddy, but I did have to go stomp a mud hole in him to get him to realize, number one, um, if you do this at an older age and they got somebody else, I can't stop you when you're doing this to 15 chicks. And I don't know which one of their punk boyfriends is on your heels now yep. to slice your throat, shoot you with the way things are going. So I go straight, hardcore, like, let me paint the worst reality for what you're doing now. right? Because if you do it now, it's going to become a habit, right? Yeah. So if I scare him enough to where he don't even want to do that as a habit, mm-hmm. cool, we never had that talk again. And after after that, you know, his girl, his little girlfriend, she came over to the house. He's been yeah. with her. Kind of, it reminds me of me and my. It's crazy. Like they literally going through the same thing. They ain't together no more. They was. It's it. Me and my be laughing like, <laughs> oh my god. Like they been best friends since the second or third grade.
0: Wow.
1: Um, they mama used to babysit me. You know what I'm saying? And then she had twins. He So she's always known our family, loved Charlie since elementary school. And then, of course, high school comes around. They both got boyfriend and girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Knowing he's over our house more than his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He's over there more. You know, we're best friends. We already knew what time it was. <laughs> and to see him not want to play the field, you know, and instill value in one chick, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm doing right. So yeah. that's what I say. I didn't I'm not teaching my daughter anything different from mm-hmm. my son. It's really about just raising them right and giving them good principles. And then they gonna know how to choose, you know, who to spend their time with growing up. Not waste so much precious time on the wrong person.
0: Yeah. How did they take the uh, announcement about you and your wife separating?
1: Um, I'm actually just finding out, to be honest with you. And again, this comes back from communication, understanding, learning. Mm-hmm. It affected my son more than I knew. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I guess to see his mom over there, kind of and going through it. He didn't want to be in the house no more. And so now he's got his own place downtown, which was fourth. Okay. Um, he didn't stay in school. Mm. You know, he had a full ride. That wow. tore me up I'm I'm Telling y'all sure. some stuff that that's what created the real wedges. I didn't know about it until after the fact. So oh, no. when I say oh, I've been God. to the bottom and back, you know and but me and him we talk every day you know i got i got two businesses that i'm getting ready to start paying him like a percentage to start being under my wing because i said look the fact that i got the power to create a legacy like that's what i'm on now i, I said i grew up a little bit we always talking about what we gonna do for the family and i'm like why should i allow my son i ain't saying i go to school if i got the power to cook, create again seven figure businesses and I can put my son in position to make multiple six figures
0: mm-hmm.
1: and some that he wants Yeah, like why not and so that's what I've been grooming him on and he's finally bowed down he's getting up early he's learning the trucking business he's learning the trading business um, my daughter she probably gonna end up doing something in the salon or a consultant. But she's super focused. It's crazy how focused she is at that age.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, But it makes sense just because they grew up seeing you, right? So I, I just feel like, obviously, that's rubbed off on them. Yeah,
1: and her mama. Like yeah. I said, dude, that is crazy. Like I said, Maya used to dog the mess out of me for being so busy, and you ain't never got time. And now I look at her and that girl's in that shop 24-7, but we can joke because I'm like, dear, that's your shop. Like, you can spend a night in it if you want because when mm-hmm. the door's open in the morning, you got money coming through that sucker and a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get at that. So with Angel being in the salon, she's in there curling people hair, she's working on little wigs already, you know, but for her to get to see, like, shops get built yeah. And she's asking me about well daddy, I see you spend a lot of cash to do stuff and then other people I don't they don't have no cash. Like I don't never them with no money. Like how do they have a business? So this her being so inquisitive about going and getting a loan and I'm explaining to her how interest works and she hates that. And now she's like, Dad, I see why you like cash. And I'm like, credit is power but cash is still king you just gotta know when to use it. yeah so typical 14 year olds don't ask because her friends come over and they be turned off by that and she's into it and i'm just like wow mm. i guess her growing up in it that's what happens yeah so you know it comes down to how we write it for sure but stem from us
0: now going back to the marriage bit. Did you guys attempt to salvage the marriage? Did you go to coun- did you know did you go to counseling? If you did, you know, how you know when did you go? How often did you go? Like tell us more about that.
1: Um so we went to counseling before we separated. And that was with our, you know, with the pastor and the wife, which was great, don't get me wrong. Um, But then things just still Work on I'm not saying it didn't get worked on But there was still I think some reservations On both sides And again we've been together a long time So when you can feel people out It's like okay right. After the separation um, We went to counseling It was kind of backwards But I mean we went to counseling For two or three sessions. Um, again, you gotta understand when you in the the heat of two people separating, y'all are at war right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's constant arguing. So for us to try to be friends during the counseling, it, it could be any little thing could blow counseling up. You know, to a point to where for me it's like, why am I paying the counselor or why are we paying the counselor mm-hmm. <laughs> $75, dollars an hour for her to hear me tell, for her to say the same crap I've been saying, it's just mm-hmm. this coming from a woman voice and you still ain't, you know, to coming back again. This is an outside person coming in that don't understand me, don't mm-hmm. understand my wife. I should have understood my wife more to where, for real, I don't believe in counseling. This is mm-hmm. how strong will I am like when you really are trying to be that person you don't need that type of counselor i'm not saying you don't need wise counsel or mentorship right but they're they not there for mentorship i don't believe in that type of counsel. not for marriage uh maybe for grievance maybe if kids or, or example like maya now mm-hmm. She's not fully healed. She looks at me now, she's just like, wow, like, you truly have changed. You mm-hmm. know, it ain't, it's from the weight loss to I'm in shape to just the way I'm speaking to where I'm, I ain't, you know, I was a firecracker. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm, I'm, I have, see, when you at a high level, and it, I'm not using this as an excuse, but you have to learn how to compartmentalize your, your time. Mm-hmm. And so I'll give you an example. It could be in a heated marriage or maybe me and her not on the best terms. And you know, you dealing with deals all day, people calling you about revenue producing activity. And she calls me about, in my eyes, something that's so low on the totem pole, it my reaction, hits her in the gut. Like I just shot her with a 12 gauge. And it's like, no, you gotta understand when I'm out here on the go, You calling me about, you can't decide what to cook or the kids done pissed you off because they at the house. And I'm just like, look, I'll deal with that later. I got to go. And now it's because you feel like I'm not paying you attention or putting effort or energy into it. No, I have to put that in my little box of deal with that when you get home, bro. Right now, you got to focus your brain power on keeping things going to keep the house happy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know... That can cre- that can create confusion again. It comes back down to understanding.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I don't know if you are big on big on um, listening to podcasts, but I I watch I am athletes. I'm not sure if yeah. you heard that one, but so they had so all of these you know former uh, NFL players or whatever, and they had their wives on or girlfriends on the show with them one time, and that's essentially what they were saying, right? Like how to balance Obviously, they have a high-pressure job, right? They got to perform, perform, perform. Like, they think, again, we're trying to provide for not only our home, but our families, you know, all, so all of this pressure. So they're like, hey, when I'm at work, when I'm at practice, hey, that's that's what I'm on, right? That's what I'm focused on. I'm focused on practice, bringing in the bread, playing, not, not, not losing my spot, keeping my contract. But the wives were feeling neglected, right? Because although they know, hey he is the provider, he is working on, you know, he has this high pressure job. They're, they still felt neglected because when they would call or when they would need something, they just, they weren't emotionally, mentally available for them. So that, that takes right. skill, that takes skill to balance that.
1: Right, and it's, again, that's when you understanding more of the attributes from you all, because that's something simple like again when you when I go back and I mean again we at that point sometimes we can think about like an argument that might have blew up and I can be like man look I could have just not said this and then yeah. you wouldn't have became a smart ass like you are and then I wouldn't have went off and then we just could have got over it and kept it moving and you know now we look at each other like wow mm. so again it comes back to why couldn't if if you know more of those a- attributes then it's like chess don't use them as thorns like to 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 be like pointy like sticky things in your relationship like use those to garner more gratitude or if you want more of a submissive spouse you know or to be in you like do more of those little things because i'm learning it be the little stuff that go a long, doggone it's so way. True.
0: It's so true. You know, it is truly the little things, and it's
1: both ways. It that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it it is crazy how the little things. You know, we always think it's the big trips and all. this. like, no man, the consistent little things, like showing that you genuinely care. That's right. About that, that's gonna go further than you trying to go out your way to impress and yep. do this and It's like, no, nah, bro. You yeah. know that I like purple flowers. And like every two or three weeks I got purple flowers. You know, I got a Snoopy Dog in the middle. It'd be them little things that I don't realize y'all it stay on y'all mind more I than Yeah. Oh my God. You mm-hmm. just took the words out of my mouth. I don't say forever and ever, cause <laughs> it be <laughs> years later that you you all bring those things up and it's like, damn, I took you to the bar and did all this, but you gonna talk about the little Snoopy dog, that I had sent to the salon one day because you don't understand how I was feeling that day and you started to understand me. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I'm Dana, aka Dana Mike 781 across the social medias. And I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points into poem style, minus the poem. (laughs) So after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to this should be in a book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy. You're right though. You're right. Your message is ultimately being really truly in tune and knowing your partner, knowing yourself, right? Because a lot of us come from trauma. A lot of us come from unhealthy seeing unfortunately unhealthy relationships or maybe not, or maybe broken homes, or you know, broken relationships, right. whatever that may be. And so we can carry that into our lives, into our relationships.
1: So, cap, so catapult off of that the first the I wanted to say this in the beginning, but we've been talking and I love the freestyle. I'm like, well, we need to put some bars together. But um, when you you mentioned how individuals, we all have things that we went through, maybe in the past, whether it was traumatic, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So When I was talking about, you were saying, like, the little things go so far in a marriage. So dig this. Learning to be happy for yourself is the biggest. What I've learned through this journey of, like, separation and divorce and then, like, we ain't the ones that hate each other and all this. Like, I've become I've learned to become happy for myself instead of looking towards my spouse for the happiness as an excuse, because my black tail was not happy in the first place. So it's like, Mm -hmm. come on, you have to like me. Look, I'll give you an example. My being a salon, she know, I'm out. I ain't I got an office, but I'm everywhere. Mm -hmm. She's in the salon, like doing 30, 40, 50 heads. Like she got a routine schedule, bloom, blam bloom. Me, I'm just looking for. Damn, if you could just text me once at noon, 12, 1 o'clock. Just be like, "Hey, babe, what you doing? Mm-hmm. How's your day?" Something like, just let me know you thinking about me while you hustling, because I'm out here getting it too. Right. I use that as a coddle to me, mm-hmm. like, and I built up such a hardened like kernel on on my heart, like. It, it, I started taking score like it's been two damn weeks before you decided to do this man I ain't doing nothing but punching your buttons at this point
0: True.
1: you know and that's cause I wasn't happy mm. so now the fact that we can talk like I don't need you to text me how you doing and this and that like I had to learn to wake up and just be happy about life like myself regardless of where I'm at I know I'm a progressive dude and that's what needs to be the catalyst of me going forward. I don't need to soak in my oats. So now when people see, feel like, now you know my best friend who where he's from the East Coast, mm-hmm. they're very direct and stern. And I've kind of taken that. Now we need more realism. Yeah. I'm tired of sugarcoating and hearing people sugarcoat relationships, advice, business advice, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's soak it in their walls my thing is get over it yeah. and people can be like why you gotta be so mean cause the reality is this if you sit there and do what you're doing your health is gonna deteriorate you're not gonna be progressive but what happens as soon as you get over it you push through it and you move forward so don't take my words as harsh just get over it for real I ain't telling you to stop crying right now but get over it get that belief in your head to get over it just progressive thinking that's all
0: yeah, no, for real. And going back to what you said about you realized that you had to find your happiness from within. That's everything. Like for folks listening, if you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship, let me tell you, no one can complete you or make you happy. You have to find that for yourself.
1: Hey, you Amen.
0: You with your bang. Body. Yeah, I mean it, it's impossible.
1: No one. The can... key is finding somebody else that's happy, and y'all two happinesses can make one big old ball of happiness, and and then y'all together. Like yes. that's what everlasting love, elasticity, and it's like whoa, the light bulb come on your head, and it's like, man, if I'm happy, <laughs> and I can find somebody else is happy. Yeah. Oh my God. We ain't even got to worry about that moving forward. We can just go. Yeah. But you take somebody that's broken from a past relationship or. or well, just life. Maybe they, lost, maybe they lost a family member. I'm not even going to say relationship. It, be it a could way. be a dude that lost his mama and he was a baby's boy and the girl got to deal with him being alone. And he that might not be his true characteristics, but he ain't healed yet. Right happy. And until he gets over it, like I say, just get over it and finds happiness, them two ain't never really gonna make it work. And that's what I'm standing on now. I want somebody happy, you know. I feel like everybody should have somebody that's happy about themselves and truly loves themselves before they think about going down the yellow brick road.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, but you have to be intentional about that right like everybody doesn't realize that yet like right? you know everyone doesn't know that yet so you have to be intentional about finding your purpose your happy your joy and that's the an inside job
1: yep and so again i think this is more instruction for because again i wouldn't have First off, when we 19, 20, let's face it, we're not reading the type of books or even really thinking about the type of information that we own now. That's so why what I'm I, hoping I, I that this is
0: too young to get married personally, but
1: right. So I was going back to saying at least these types of talks can get out there to provide mm-hmm. not only insight, but maybe give these younger folks a brighter outlook on what it is that they actually about to get involved in yeah. not just the lustful feelings of yeah you know what no- I say about 90% of the time in a young relationship is lust you know y'all don't really know each other y'all don't really know what makes each other tick y'all know what pisses each other off emotionally because that's easy yeah. <laughs> you know put another girl in Put another chick in your girl face; she's ticked off. Right. Let her, let your girl talk about another dude or something; she's ticked off. That's easy. Yeah. Get to know that girl and get to know that dude.
0: Woo! That's a job.
1: A lot of times yeah. you might think you might.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I agree. <laughs> that might need to put a law on, uh, like a drinking limit. You can't get married before X, Y, Z. And y'all have gone through X, Y, Z, for real, because that's a lifelong partnership. It's an investment. Man, it can be detrimental if things don't go yeah. as y'all thought it was supposed to go mm-hmm. down the journey. And there's more people falling off the deep end after marriage than it ain't. And that's that's real life statistics.
0: Right. True that. True that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, I hate to, you know, I hate to generalize, but just I was 30 when I got married and I had to grow so much and learn so much about myself and still learning so much about myself and my spouse and people change and grow. So I'm just saying I was more mature, but still I couldn't imagine just, you know, my mind wasn't even thinking about that type of commitment at 19 and 21. I was trying to kick it and have a good time and be carefree. Right. You know, now, like, yeah.
1: And y'all mature, y'all mature quicker than us, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'ma just admit it, yeah, I'm 43. So, I've been reading, like, Damn, why is it some of the stuff that you know I talk about Maybe I'm watching a show mm. I get the chill bumps like I'm at You know when you felt like the pastor Was talking to your buddy at church And you get the chill bumps like Ooh, I ain't gonna be bad this week I'm getting them chill bumps while I'm watching Sentimental shows Like my damn my eyes is tearing up more Doing stuff mm. So I, I'm talking to RJ <laughs> He's like bro it ain't just you <laughs> I googled it so I was like what and he was like man look it up men come into their sensitive side around 41 to 43 years old Mm. so I was like dang that's what I've been going through but I love it because I'm more understanding to life and I'm just like if more of us knew the softer side or the more realistic side at a younger age
0: yeah
1: Things might be a little more better. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Like you said, you really have to grow up and I think men gotta grow up a whole lot more than women. Cause we ain't really been up yeah. Like have a wife and I mean, even from daddies. I'm not dogging my daddy, but most daddies ain't they not sitting around raising their son, and teaching them how to go get a wife. They, they teach how to be a provider. Yep. And and they miss the boat. Oh, yep. Like you miss a whole damn set of instructions. Like you miss chapter seventeen through fifty, bro. You <laughs> you got how to go eat, like how to go kill, hunt, provide, yeah. but you 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 don't know how to treat the person you provide for.
0: And that's missing big time. And so, that's what I, that's that's a qualm, and that's a problem I have with me growing up in church and just growing up in such a patriarchal society where, you know, you will try to groom a girl on how to be, oh, how, you know, this is what you gotta do for a man to want you, a man go, you gotta cook you. Hello? All right. I, um, who gonna teach these men how to be husbands and not just providers, providing is important. But let's talk about how to be emotionally connected, how to communicate your feelings. You know how to talk when you're angry Just so many different layers To being in a relationship with a person And that's lacking across the board I, That's rare I I rarely see men saying Okay let me show you how What it's going to take to be a good husband
1: Right mm. I mean just little stuff like Opening the door Yeah Being a gentleman like You pick that up as you see others do it, but there's not enough daddies that are really instructing like, hey, man, when you grow up, you probably gonna have a family. Just grooming them like, man, don't ever let your woman open the door. Like, if you just instill that at a young age and then you'll have more more men just opening the door for women, yeah. like, yeah. it'll be more hospitable. That'll make society a better mood itself because women gonna be in a better mood and it'd be like, wow, that's a great start to getting to know somebody. You know, yeah. something that little that could spread a multitude at a young age could yeah. change like our outlook on how we see each other how growing up. How we see up. each so, other,
0: how we respect each other because the respect is low. Right. Yeah, you're right.
1: Wrong. Again, us boys have not had a, a good enough
0: Mm-hmm. Example, um, role model, yeah.
1: especially when you look at how many single mothers there are, how many of our fathers, you know, blacks,
0: mm. whether they locked
1: up, they just ain't in the household. Period. Absolutely. So, yep. When you got these kids being raised by rap music, um,
0: hello,
1: the the, the majority of the inner city is you seeing the homies on the corner that's doing things that you shouldn't but that's what's raising you and they talking about this chick that chick this chick, and you know that's what you grow up to see by the time you know that you in high school and you want to be a player you go to college you don't know no better and then one of these girls get a hold of your brain (laughs) Yes. <laughs> in a way that no other chick has ever done, mm-hmm. and you fall in love. And guess what? You ain't had no principle, no instruction on even how to
0: yeah.
1: grow with that person. And again, that's that cycle that we were talking about. It's going to become, it's going to continue to be perpetual unless we, enough of us, say, okay, let's break this and believe it can be broken.
0: Yes, yes. That's the key having conversations like this, sharing conversations like this, and not only having conversations like this on a podcast, but just talking to your children, your family, their friends. Like that's the only way.
1: Yep. That's where it starts.
0: Yeah, that's where it starts. That's absolutely where it starts. I know you said, so you would be open to, so you're not completely dead set against marriage again. You're open to it, but it just has to be either the right, there has to be the right person or you said you'd be open to getting back with your ex?
1: Yeah, look at you, you wink, wink. <laughs> I heard that. Um, Yeah, it, when I say married, me and her even talked about, I was like, I mean, we've done all that. What if we just, we learned, again, we've been together 20 some years and we both be looking like, damn, we were, we did kind of rush back in college and we had to grow up so fast because I hit it big. I went from like the streets and then got into that network marketing deal. And it's like, I never expected to make that kind of money so quick. So I grew up, I had to grow her up quick. We got, uh, had a baby at a young age. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, you think back like, damn back then I really didn't get to understand like why you like purple or why you like your fried chicken soggy. (laughs) <laughs> and not hard or Christian. You know, the right. little things like that that yeah. really get you to learn somebody. So now we just like, man, we are such great friends If we can just stay in tune and understand each other. We we both feel like we're the best business partners for each other. I ain't going to find no chick that hustle harder than her. Like, it's in my head. I ain't saying she ain't out there, but for what I got going on, she understands my dynamic i understand her dynamic so it's just like how would i mm-hmm. like i'm not saying we we not you know talking about hey i'm gonna go on dates and this and that but we both be having the same conversation of even if i go on a date i'm not even gonna be able to look at that person the same because it's like yeah that i don't have they not going to understand 20 years tomorrow. And that's that's how I'm moving right now at light speed. I don't have time to... to
0: slow somebody down. Somebody
1: be like, hold on. Why you got to go out of town? Or why you got to do here? Why you got... See, I dealt with all that like 15, 16 years ago. I'm not about to go back and retrain somebody's new brain. And then it ain't even worth it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I understand. I sh- I, trust me. I wouldn't even be it. if I were you. I would not be interested at all. Like, no, nah, I'm good. I have a friend. I don't have time
1: for that. Right. And we both were just talking about for us it's hard because of what we built. It's gonna be hard for like I'm conceited. You what what do I need to give you my time for? Like for what? Like you got a whole lot you gotta bring to the table to get to even get on my radar. It's, it's otherwise I got <laughs> I got enough things taking up my brain, so. Yeah. And the same thing with her. So it's just, again, us understanding ourselves and valuing ourselves more. Also, you hold yourself to a higher plateau, which can alleviate a lot of bad situations that we tend to get in.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, And it's still fresh for you guys. I mean, this is still, like, fresh. Right. So I get it. I mean, that We're just at a
1: point to where we're like, if we never get back together, Mm -hmm. we're great. I'm like, your husband, whoever, he's going to have to accept. Can't nobody take care of you like I can. It just, it, it it, it don't exist. Meaning, like, if her, just an example, like, if she could be married, her salon could be going bad, I'm going to be the first dude to bail her out. Mm. quit that like this no matter what just because of what we have so it's like it's gonna be hard for her to find somebody that's gonna be able to accept that and it's gonna be hard for me vice versa we've already encountered situations where it's like dang she came for no reason didn't even ask it was a feeling she calls out of nowhere and it's like dang I really need and it's like I'm there yeah. so it's like when you still have that it's gonna be hard for outside for either one of us yeah. Uh, but we also said, hey, if we did find each if, if I found somebody else and got married, she found somebody else and got married, we still are 100 right now. We don't have no hard feelings against each other. We ain't argued and who knows how long? Like we kind of passed that part. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't know all this if I didn't go through it. Right. You can you can hear it from a hundred different people. And we all hard-headed, and, and then we beat ourselves up like, oh, my mama told me this was going to happen, or my daddy told Hey, until you go through it, you can't really talk about it. So this is just experience like, hey. Yeah. If we just end up being partners
0: for the, end, the rest
1: of our life, great. But we not big on, hey, if we do get back together, and it's like we ain't tripping on another marriage and a wedding. Like we kind of are past Mm. that in our head of, man, we past that. We partners for life till we die. That's how we gonna ride out. Or she might find somebody, I might find somebody. But just getting to a point of acceptance because I'm happy now no matter what. That's like you said, that's the
0: biggest- That's major key.
1: For me Mm. is being happy. Like for me. Yep. And for her, you know, her being happy for her. Vice versa, anybody in a relationship, yeah, people got to be happy for for themselves first.
0: Yeah. I agree. A lot of a lot of successful people struggle with dating people because of that, right? Because they're doing well, they're grinding, they're you know achieving their goals. But then you have a, a partner or, um, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, and, and they can't be happy for They can't celebrate your wins. And that's been an issue I've been hearing. Oh,
1: I'm knocking on wood over here. Yep. Because you sold my thunder. That's why I was like, yep. I've seen that sentence on my brain because I was just going to say, if you're not truly happy for yourself, mm-hmm. you can't even be celebratory for somebody else. It's more of a hate. Like, Dang, mm-hmm. again, or you always winning. Like, man, why don't you get get that thorn out your butt and get happy about life? You know, <laughs> then maybe you could be happy about somebody else's success. That rubs off on people. You sure yeah, do. It's a principle of reciprocity. If we knew ourselves more, again, if we was happy, and learn to celebrate somebody else's success and be genuine about it, oh my God, it comes back tenfold.
0: It sure does. It sure does. It it, it just, it pays to have that genuine, good, happy energy, you know, because God blesses you when you can share in somebody else's success.
1: Exactly. Or somebody will be led to you. It's very rare that I've been led to a Prosperous, like a business deal that made sense, or like some new idea. It's very rare somebody to call me and be like, "Man, I hate my life, but check out this hell of a deal, you know." Or, <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of my wife, and she done made me mad. We, we getting a divorce, but uh, we can make a hundred thousand dollars on this flip tomorrow. Like, it don't happen that way. It's normally, I've noticed when I be out. And I'm having a good conversation with somebody and somebody across the room didn't see me, the the energy, I'm making people laugh. People with good energy want to be around people with good energy. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed everything I've encountered that's being like a winning deal or something was because my attitude was on super high altitude that day. Mm -hmm. Like I woke up just feeling You know some days you wake up You be like man I'm about to kill this day I don't care what's in front of me And then I say Why can't we wake up every day like that
0: Every day
1: That's the battle within Ourselves once you achieve Mm -hmm. the happiness Now it's like no I'm programming myself to wake up Happy every day and I'm Tackling everything in front of me and I'm Encountering challenges because behind Challenges is profits so it's a different way to think that's all
0: yeah no absolutely and i appreciate you you know sharing with me and the listeners um and you know this is just the first part uh because he will be back guys we'll be talking about as we said several times about the show um you know charles has a, a layered background and so He has been uh, successful in his various business endeavors. And so we're going to learn a little bit more about that next time he's on with us. But thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom.
1: Keep the faith, baby. I appreciate you allowing me to come on here and speak tonight. I'm looking forward to blessing some ears that want to hear later on down the road. So thank you very much.
0: All good. Appreciate it. All right, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Hope you enjoyed the show today, guys. Truly appreciate you tuning in. Please don't forget to follow us on the following social media platforms. On Instagram, the page is Everything underscore podcast. On Facebook, the page is Everything podcast. Our website is www.faithovereverything.net. And lastly, if you are interested in becoming a guest or have any show topic ideas, email us at faithovereverythingpodcast, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks again.